This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Spanish guitar has Francisco Tariga, Mexican guitar Manuel Ponce. In the Philippines, no other figure stands as tall in the guitar circle as Maestro Jose Valdez. The fountainhead of the country's classical guitar curriculum, he has been performing for over five decades and has written countless works published in numerous volumes. While frequently heard at concerts, these are not part of any recording repertoire until now. It has been more than a month since guitarist Monchin Carpio began recording an album of Maestro Valdez's music. With that work very nearly done, Carpio joined us in our studio to tell us about the beginnings of this project and the remarkable instruments that made it possible. Of course, he did not come alone. With him was Maestro Valdez himself, who told us more about his compositions and shared his insight on what makes Filipino music. We go to our conversation in a moment, a taster for that upcoming album. Here is guitarist Monchin Carpio in Jose Valdez's Pananalig, recorded at the DZFE studio.
thank you again for joining us in the studio and on Maestro Filipino. It's an absolute honor to have you back, Sir Monching, and to have you, thank Sir you, Valdez. You. Welcome to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Nice thank to you. be back here. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, good to start at the beginning. And the beginning here is, what is this project that we're going to talk about? We call it a major project of mm. the Guitar Friends. We have a chairman, a grand chairman. Mm. He's Mr. Greg Yu, and uh, he's very, very generous. And mm. very supportive of our projects, yes. mm. our whatever we want to do. So yes. we're very fortunate to have him. Mm. So this is a recording of compositions by Sir Valdez. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a recording of the compositions of 13 compositions of uh, Sir Valdez mm-hmm. using uh, 13 historical guitars mm-hmm. found in the GTY collection. We have guitars previously owned by Tarega, by Segovia, by Julian Bream, by Angel Romero, Celedonio Romero, and other prominent figures in the guitar world. So mm-hmm. we're very fortunate that all of those guitars are here in the Philippines. This uh, collection placed us in the cultural map of the world. Mm, yes, they, they take, for example, the guitar of Francisco Targa. Francisco Targa is probably the most revered Spanish guitar composer mm-hmm. of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Of course, his guitar is very precious. It's, mm-hmm. it's been, it's been uh, in uh, exhibit in museums, mm-hmm. in very rare collections. In Spain, a Spaniard cannot just go there and, <laughs> and play the guitar, you see? Mm. There are restrictions because it belongs to Tariga. But we can. But the guitar is here now, yeah. jo- joining us for lunch yeah. <laughs> and us playing it, having our picture yeah. taken. Imagine, what what a privilege. Yeah. And how, how, how would the world react if they find out, the guitar of Tariga is in Manila? <laughs> wow. <laughs> see, then they begin to ask, where's Manila? What's about Manila? Are mm. there guitars uh, happening going there, you see? It, yeah, it, it, huh? it's, it puts us in the cultural map. Yeah, and they come here, they find yes. the guitar friends. Yeah, uh, Of yes. course, these guitars would stay in a hall or in a cabinet yeah, uh, yes. if there were no people to perform them. Yeah. So uh, how did this project start? Whose idea was it? Well, first and foremost, the works here, uh, there are 13 of them. Mm-hmm. They comprise uh, some traditional forms. Mm-hmm. There is the kundiman, there is the dance as we call it, and other forms. Mm-hmm. They keep playing it in concerts, in recitals, mm-hmm. but they haven't thought of recording it. Oh, these guitar not friends. Yet. <laughs> See, not yet, but uh-huh. uh, this time, the, the idea struck when we have so many good guitars, and they said, they said they, my works are all right, are fine, are good. Why don't we put everything in one project? Mm-hmm. And we have the best guitarists, He's an international guitarist. Mm-hmm. We have good works. Why don't we put them in one project? Mm-hmm. And you know, as I said, our chairman makes things happen. <laughs> Give him the idea mm-hmm. and he'll go for it. Yeah, this is as much a project about your music as it is about the guitars. Exactly. That's, that's Just to add, in my adult life as a guitarist, I've been playing compositions by Western composers. Mm-hmm. For example, Tarega, and then Brower, and then all mm-hmm. these Western composers. And then I noticed that we don't have our own representative in the international scene. Mm-hmm. So this is one way to highlight the music of the Philippine guitar mm-hmm. to a wider audience. So if Cuba has Brower, 
if the Spanish Astarega. So here in Manila, we have Sir Valdez. So. Yeah, and yeah. he's not just a composer, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sir Valdez, one might say the foundation of yeah. Philippine, like the, uh, the Philippine guitar school. Classical guitar here. Yeah, absolutely. And again, not exaggerating. I mean, mm. after no, you just no, called no, Sir that, Monching... That's exaggerating. No, no, no. So after you called Sir Monching the best only guitarist based, we have. <laughs> they based it only in the age. Yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. If I may add, I, yes. I mean, it's about... Uh, their appreciation in the international scene, you see, mm -hmm. this works. But even locally, we have a problem with oh. Philippine repertoire. Mm -hmm. You ask a guitarist to play, he's going to play for you Spanish, going to play German Bach mm -hmm. or Italian, but he has very little repertoire for Philippine music. And it's very sad. Our music is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's about time that we, uh, we propagate it. It's about time that uh, we do something for everybody to hear it. It's such passionate music, even though it's slow and gentle. Yes, There's so yes. much emotion in them. Now, uh, how did you go about choosing the guitarist? Or was there a guitarist who volunteered to record these works? I think I, I well, volunteered myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very simple. Uh -huh. We need the best, don't we? Oh, that's right. it. Mm -hmm. that, that's mm -hmm. twice from Serval yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. We need the best. How did you choose the 13 pieces that would be included here? I want to include the Kundiman, of course. Right. These are one of our traditional forms. And the Harana, mm -hmm. also called Danza. So here it has two Kundimans, mm -hmm. two Haranas. And in the folk side, folkloric, there is this piece, Sakanayonan. Sakanayonan mm. is based on the theme of Bahay Kubo. Right. See? It's a very, very uh, folk uh, music. And then I, I have a composition called Ihip Ugong sa Dalampasigan. It is an ethnic theme. Mm -hmm. So it's folk style, but in the ethnic tradition. Mm -hmm. Then there are three contemporary classical. Panagimpan, fantasy variations on Sarun Bangi. In an elegy, Elihia mm -hmm. uh, Leonardo Apa. There are also four contemporary works. Contemporary, as popular music. Mm -hmm. So there's Himig, one he played a while ago. Munting Between, the Mayan, and Diwata. I see, that was the choice. So practically almost all of the beautiful forms mm -hmm. are here in this album. It's complete. Representative it's complete. of that's the right, entire tapestry right. of guitar music. Yes. Yes. Now, Sir Monching, besides the fact that you are the best guitarist mm. we have, <laughs> as Sir Valdez has said twice, why did you, I mean, what went into your head? Why did you decide to volunteer for the project? Because I see the potential. It's a good representation of our music to the international scene. Mm -hmm. Like I said a while ago, uh, we've been playing Western music all our adult life. Mm -hmm. And we don't include Filipino music in our repertoire. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the time to promote our culture, our identity to the international scene. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think uh, the works of Sir Valdez greatly represents what Philippine music is all about. And we're just fortunate that the guitar friends are very supportive of this project.
guitarist Moncincarpio in Osei Valdez's Hemig No. 4. Here is the rest of our interview. I played, first one was Pananalig, followed by Hemig No. 4 and Kundiman Indi. Maybe you can tell us a few things about these works. Well, Pananalig is in the uh, Harana form. Mm -hmm. Harana is based on the dance form. Mm -hmm. Actually, in other countries, they have what we call the Habanera. Mm -hmm. Habanera is just like a slow tango. It goes pam, pa pam, pam, pam. That time, you know, we call mm -hmm. it danza or harana. Mm -hmm. See? This is a very, very typical uh, harana when a man holds a guitar playing or singing for his beloved. This maybe maybe of some music. of our younger listeners don't remember that. But <laughs> they don't know it. Yeah. It's not they don't remember, they don't know it. They don't it, know it, yeah. No. They, 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 you know, it pains me to know that, but that's the truth. Well, uh, the all the greater importance to record this yes. music. And especially, you know, the guitar. The guitar is the instrument closest to the hearts of the Filipinos. Mm, right. Everybody, almost everybody plays the guitar. So why did you use the Harana form for a work entitled Pananalig or Faith, I imagine? Yeah, because it's, it's typical for that kind of uh, music. And then the Kundiman in D is another form in 3-4, equivalent to valse lento of the mm -hmm. Spanish. It's like a slow valse. Three, one, two. Of course, there are other forms that uh, we did not include here, but they're not too popular, like the Kumintang, or the Bisayan mm. Balitao. Mm. And then lastly is the uh, Himig, which is a contemporary music form. Mm. This is very, very popular. It's just like our OPM. Mm. See, it, it's, it's light, and it's, it will be easily absorbed even by the youth of today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Sir Valdez, are these original compositions? Do you yes. use themes from songs previously written? Because it's so amazing how song-like these works are. Uh, while we were performing earlier, I thought I heard Yeah, snatches. it sounds very popular, especially yeah. the Hemig number four. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I thought there were words there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one could almost make out words, but there are none. Yeah, yeah. Yes, none. That's purely instrumental. instrumental. It's you, fascinating. You're welcome to put lyrics if you want. Eh? <laughs> mm, that's interesting. We might. We yes. just might. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's wonderful. Sir Monching, uh, you say you've performed these pieces before, but this is the first time we're recording this, and I imagine under the watchful eye yes, of yes. Sir Valdez. So what was it like grappling with that? Well, the recording process took like around a month or more than a month. Mm -hmm. And then I just record like three or four pieces per session. And mm. before the recording sessions, I always consult with Sir Valdez before mm. I jump into the recording studio. Mm -hmm. And then it's very enlightening because some of the pieces, I play it very, very differently. And then when I ask for his opinion, it's a different, different uh, attack <laughs> altogether. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. it's very enlightening. And now I can appreciate more the Kundiman art form mm -hmm. because of his insights, his inputs. Because before I tried to play it in a Western style, mm. and that's really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you compare the Western style of performing Kundiman to the Filipino because style? Western is more direct, more uh, metronomic, or me more square. More rigorous. More rigorous. Mm. Or, but with Kundiman, it's more flowing, more fluid. Mm. And then you could hear the fluctuation of tempo mm -hmm. within the measure, something like that. It's hard to explain. It's just easier to Just listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a different genre. So mm. that's, it's also one of my advocacies to promote the proper, I don't know if you yes, call it the that, proper, proper yes, interpretation yes. of our kundiman. Yes. Interesting. Because there's a lot of guitarists who play it differently, who play mm. it in a Western, very Western style. Mm -hmm. 
it's like playing a bossa nova but very <laughs> fast so mm-hmm. it's like you don't really know how yeah. to interpret this kind of music so mm-hmm. i don't know if this is accurate but i think we've seen a bit of a resurgence in kundiman music in the past few years i might be wrong but we've seen a lot of performances a lot of concerts and uh, a lot of rigor as well there is rigor in it there is form but yeah. You have to yeah. sort of break the form to play it properly. Especially with the singers, because mm-hmm. I'm also connected with uh, some of the cultural workers here in the Philippines, mm-hmm. especially the older generation. Most of the singers, when they sing kundimans, they treat the song like an opera. Yes. Yeah. But in reality, that's exactly. not the way, because as Filipinos, we're not really trained to sing operatically. And then these folk songs originated from the barrios, And the barrio people are not Italian singers, so <laughs> it's a different it's a yeah, different yeah. attack. So the meaning of the song is lost in the interpretation. Mm. So that's mm. one thing that we were trying to correct mm. or improve on at least. It's really true, at least in the guitar. The, the guitar is being misinterpreted, see? Like in Spain, we have Spanish guitar. In mm-hmm. Mexico, we have Mexican guitar. Yeah. In mm-hmm. Brazil, we have Brazilian guitar. We have Philippine guitar. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. What's Philippine guitar? A guitar made in the Philippines? No. <laughs> it's the way you play Philippine music mm-hmm. in the guitar. It's really, really very, very different. It's very mm-hmm. sensitive. Because, you know, this kind of music is, is not just sentimental. For example, a lullaby. A mother would uh, carry her baby and say, oh, how beautiful you are, how cute you are. But, you know, in the Kundiman style, the mother would probably say, had they not captured killed and hung your father, you would be very, very happy to see you. Now put that into music. Mm-hmm. That's such, Kundiman. Such depth of emotion. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mixed with bitter experiences. <laughs> This is the kind of music you have to express in mm-hmm. Kundiman. It's mm-hmm. not just a sentimental song. It's mm-hmm. a tragic song. Music paid in blood. It's dark. <laughs> It sounds dark. It yes, does sound yes, dark. Yes, but, but this is the music that our Katiponeros sang, yeah. they were, they, our great-grandmothers sang. Yeah, they, were, they were indignant, you know, fighting. They're oppressing us right in our own country. How would you react? It's all encapsulated in yeah. the Kundiman. Now let it go. It's music with a lot of history behind mm-hmm. it. Yes. And th- that's why you can't just play it according yeah. to the sheet. You really have to get the Filipino context, yes. not just the Filipino context, the historical context. This really circles us back to what hmm. Sir Monching said, that mm-hmm. your music, Sir Valdez, uh, is representative of Filipino guitar music. In exactly. fact, it's foundational to Filipino yeah. guitar music. Yeah. So uh, besides the depth of emotion, how would you characterize the guitar music of the Philippines and how does it compare to the guitar music of Spain or of Austria? Well, as I said, They have a different way of expressing their sentiments. Mm. Like you would hear a sad, sad title song and you, you see them swinging. <laughs> you see? That's how they express it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't go with our music. It is soft. It goes with the, the volume of the guitar is very modest. <laughs> the song must also be modest. Mm-hmm. Using natural voice, not cultured voice. Soft, quiet, and longing. Put that together and you play good kundiman. Saka, it's not like you see somebody playing, wow, kundiman, it's so different. I'm going to imitate him. He's going to follow how he plays like that. It's not that, see? Mm-hmm. Try to find out what he has. Same with the flamenco players. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially the flamenco guitarists. They have to spend like hours watching the dancers mm-hmm. before they could play yes. solo pieces. Yes. So mm-hmm. if yes. they don't know the meaning behind the beats, the rhythm, 
It's just a blank, blank playing. That's so fascinating. What do you think are some of the most important guitars that you used for this album? I think the Tarega, made by Antonio Torres, mm -hmm. previously owned by Tarega. And then there's this Jose Ramirez guitar, previously owned by Segovia. Big and, names. Huh? Yeah, big names. So. <laughs> and then uh, another one is uh, Herman Hauser, previously owned by Julian Bream. <laughs> another big name. Yeah. And then there's also this <laughs> Miguel Rodriguez church door. I forgot who owned it previously, but it's one of the notable. Because they only made it like three of that kind in the world, and one of those guitars is here. And then other other notable guitars, but I think those three are the most prominent among the collection. All of them are high-level guitar. I think it's more of a psychological effect, especially with the Tarega. Mm. But although it's an old guitar, it sounds very powerful. It can compete with the modern guitars that we have right now. And then also, there's one guitar that stood out. It's the 1939 Hauser. No famous person previously owned it, but when I first played it, it somehow made a connection with me. Mm. with the feeling with the playability with the sound mm. so I think that stood out I think that's the best guitar in the really? collection for me we're very fortunate really because yeah. I only see these guitars in books mm. and now I've recorded on them I'm very fortunate <laughs> mm, right so we're, we're finishing uh, touches post-production post-production so uh, where should people tune in to catch the announcement mm. your Facebook page yeah, I imagine. guitar fans mm. Facebook page and my or pages as well so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sir Jose Valdez does have a Facebook yeah. page. We plan to include the scores in the album. Because so we're still planning on we the physical output. Right, right. We're thinking if we have to put it on a CD and a disc, mm. or we just release it on a USB file, or USB flash drive. Yeah, flash flash drive. drive. If we go the flash drive way, we could include the book, the audio, and some photos, some other media in mm. the album.
guitarist Monchin Carpio brought to us Jose Valdez's Kundiman in D, recorded at the DZFE studio. Earlier, he performed Valdez's Pananalig and Himig No. 4. Those are part of an upcoming album featuring the works of Maestro Jose Valdez, recorded by Monchin Carpio on historic guitars from the collection of Greg Yu. For details and updates about its release, follow Monchin Guitar or Guitar Friends Inc. on Facebook. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.